Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, it's a, um, it's a wonderful privilege to be able to preach the gospel here uh, at the Harvesters. I want to thank Pastor Shespansky for inviting me and uh, uh, being able to be a part of this. Um, I, I don't know if I've shared this before, but when me and my wife came back from Myanmar in uh, 2017, uh, one of the first places we, we came to was the Jacksonville Church, and, and Pastor Shespansky had asked me to preach here. And uh, uh, just I appreciate the church because, uh, you know, going out and being a missionary, it's kind of like going out to war. And uh, a lot of the things that go on over there, you don't, people don't see, they don't, uh, uh, Pastor Gunkel gave kind of a glimpse of, uh, of, you know, in pioneering, but pioneering overseas is even a different level. And so you guys made me, me and my wife feel like superheroes, and we thank you for that, and uh, uh, that was a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Uh, so I appreciate the opportunity to preach here. If you have your Bible, Matthew chapter 8 this morning, we're going to go there in the Word of God. And so my goal with this sermon, my goal is to give you kind of a glimpse of um, why I am the way that I am, and why maybe your pastor or some people that you know in your church are the way that they are. Because how many know you have different personalities and characters uh, inside of people? And that can change over time. And sometimes you don't understand the, the other side. And uh, my wife, she always tells me, she's like, you're intense, man. You're intense. You just need to, you know, smile. <laughs> people are afraid of you. And so there you go. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't intend to be that way. Um, you know, I, I, I it, it's something that w- wasn't always, always in me. Uh, you know, as, as far as intensity, what I mean is, is just my commitment to the things of God. Um, I'm, I, I'll be at outreach and I'll be early. Um, I'll be at prayer and I'll be early, I'll be at cleanup, I'll be, right, and, 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 and some of these things, and, and it can seem like, some people can feel like uh, uh, that, that, that's, that's kind of pushing people in a direction, because some people aren't, aren't like that, they're, they're very different, but I want to give you my, my side of the story, I want to give you my perspective, because I wasn't always like that, when I was in the Navy, uh, I, 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 had a, I had a very bad attitude, um, I joined because I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, and I ended up on a stinking ship. And, uh, and so that's, that's not ideal, right? And so I, I, I didn't shine my boots. I know most Marines right now probably want to kill me, but I didn't shine my boots. 
Um, I, I, would, I would grow my sideburns extra long just to, just to tick off the MPs. I had this, I'm sure Pastor Gunkel remembers, I even, when I came into the church for the first time, I had my sleeves rolled up. I'm standing in a corner, you know, leaning against a, a wall, not talking to anybody. And uh, uh, people just kind of kept their distance. But when I got saved, I had something to live for. And, uh, and, and something changed in me. The, my, my willingness, it changed. And, uh, and so I, I want to kind of give you that perspective because there's some people that you look at others and you see their life and they're, and they're, and they're committed and they're willing in everything. And so I want, I want to give you that side of the story because maybe, maybe that will change your willingness as well. And maybe some of you that, that you battle with this intensity, maybe you'll understand why you are that way. Uh, this morning. There's a man by the name of Graham Stain. Some of you may have never heard of him. He was an Australian uh, uh, missionary. He went to India in 1965 uh, as a young man. It was in India that he, he met his wife. Uh, he had three children, two boys, one girl. The daughter was the oldest. The two young boys uh, were, uh, 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 they, they came later towards uh, uh, the end of his life. And, uh, and so um, he, he got married late. He went there in his teens and he started helping at a leper colony. And eventually he took this over as the head of the, uh, uh, of the leper colony. And so uh, uh, if you understand something about Asia, Hinduism, Buddhism, it's not a peaceful religion at all. And uh, it, 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 the, the, there's a lot of uh, idolatry, demonic powers. There's anger and rage behind it. And so the, uh, the Hindu fundamentalists, their, their goal was they, they hated this man, Graham Staines. And so they wanted to find uh, information on him falsely converting Hindus to Christianity. So they hired this newspaper reporter. His name was Manav Banaji. And so Manav, he's traveling to go uh, kind of watch this man, Graham Staines. Uh, uh, and on the bus, he's sitting next to this man, Manav is. Uh, and, uh, and he looks over and, and this uh, man goes to hand him something. And he notices that his hand uh, has... Uh, pieces missing, flesh that's been rotting away. He realized this man was a leper. This was in 1999. And so Manav uh, uh, gets the bus uh, upset. Uh, uh, they throw this, uh, this leper off the bus. They don't want him anywhere near. They're still miles outside of town uh, in the middle of the desert. And this man now uh, uh, has, to, has to walk his way uh, back home. Well, finally, Manav, he reaches the uh, city center. He's there where uh, Graham Staines is. And uh, in the city center, he sees this uproar, this upheaval. And there's this young child that's in the middle of the city square. He's a leper. And people are, are shouting things, be gone with you, get out of here, stay away. And he watches Graham Staines walk in the middle of this crowd and pick up this young boy. This is in 1999 and carry him back to this leper colony. And that did something in Banaji. Like he was hired to, to accuse this man of uh, uh, falsely converting people. But something happened. When he saw that, he knew that there was something different in this man's heart. 
He knew that this man, this man was willing to take risks for something that no one, he's looking around at everyone else. No one else is willing to take this risk that this man is taking. And so in Matthew chapter 8, we're going to read about this because how many know this is the heart of God, a willingness to take risks. In, in verse 1, it says, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, then you can make me clean. Then Jesus, he put out his hand and he touched him and he said, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Let's pray. Father, we ask in your presence this morning, God, that you would speak to us. Uh, God, that you would minister by your Holy Spirit to our hearts. Uh, I pray, God, help us this morning. We desperately need, God, uh, God, a spirit of willingness in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to look first at this morning, the need to be touched. How many know the gospel is all about human contact? This was the whole purpose of Jesus coming to earth and spending 3.5 years in ministry. You know, it's, um, it's funny because uh, when this whole coronavirus thing went down, um, you know, I, I'm expecting, you know, I, like I don't shut down church, you know. People know this. Like when we, we have feet of snow, like I'm like, no, we're going to church. You know, we're, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I, I'm sick. I got, I got 105. I'm going to go preach. That's just, that's just how I am. And so this coronavirus, I, I have to shut down church. It's like, you know, obviously I'm, I'm concerned about people and their hearts, but my willing, I want to I, I help. I want to be there around people. I want to help them. And so I shut down church. I'm expecting the next day, you know, I have to go get food for my family. I have to go. So I'm expecting, you know, uh, 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 Armageddon, right? Empty stores, no one there. Uh, uh, just, and I get to Walmart and there's lines out the door. Lines out the door. And so I'm like, well, they're, they're stocking up on water and food and, and, and they're worried about their families. And, and so as I stand there, right, these are people, they're there, they're with masks. Uh, they're, they're taking risks, Right? They're taking risks on getting a virus that potentially by now has killed thousands of people. They're taking risks, and, and I'm looking it out, out at what they're taking risks for, and I see 60-inch televisions. I see, I see yoga clothes. I see... I see Right, get gadgets and gizmos, and 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 they're you know they got their mask on, but they're taking a risk for these things, and so here it is, uh, Amen. That uh, 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 if you think about with me the gospel, when we sinned, we became tainted with a disease. We became tainted with anger, rage, bitterness, hatred. Murder, thefts, lies, deceit, uh, uh, right, uh, uh, immorality, all of these things. And this separated us from God, right? God had to be quarantined because we are a sinful people. Heaven cannot be tainted with our sin, right? This is, this is what separated us from God. But think about this with me. The gospel is about God coming out of quarantine because of our disease, 
because of our sickness, because of our sin, because of our iniquity, because of our transgressions. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, uh, your iniquities have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so he cannot hear. And so here it is, this sickness, this, uh, this separation from God, but God chose, uh, through his son Jesus Christ, he chose to come out of quarantine. Why? So that he could be in human contact with people. That's exactly what the gospel is about. It's about God putting himself out there making himself corruptible to, to, to the, the situations of the world, that the things that ruined our life. Now, I understand it's hard to believe, right, that God would come to the, a, a sinful world and be susceptible to the sin. But can I tell you something? That Jesus went out to the wilderness for a reason. He went out there to make himself susceptible this, to the same temptation that you and I go through. Now, we know that he overcame that. But he made himself susceptible to those things. And the Bible says in Hebrews 4 verse 15 through 16, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help of need. So think about this with me. When, 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 when Jesus Christ came to the earth, it was like the people that go to Walmart, they're putting themselves at risk for things uh, like TVs and pants and gizmos and gadgets. And but when God comes out of quarantine, when he puts himself at risk, the reason he puts himself at risk is to touch me and you. Is to put his finger on our heart. And you can't help but ask, why would God do something like this? Because we, what we need to understand is that mankind cannot change unless we are touched. Think about this. For thousands of years, thousands of years after the fall, mankind went through this constant cycle of, of right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get it right, and, 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 and then sacrifice after sacrifice, uh, uh, right, circumstance, right, marriage problem after, and, and, and they go through these, these cycles, uh, but we're never able to attain the salvation that you and I have now today, to be completely and totally set free. And the only way for this to happen was to God, for God to have human contact with you and I. As a society, it's sad that we've grown more and more interested in the absence of human interaction. We've become far more self-consumed as a people. You see, what we're reading in our scripture here in Matthew uh, uh, chapter 8 is about a, a man who didn't have a choice. What, 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 we're, what we're seeing here is a, is a man who... He, he was forced to be quarantined. No one wanted to be around him. No one wanted to touch him. We're talking about a disease that's absolutely contagious. We're talking about a disease that no one wants to be infected by. It's incurable. It's a disease where body parts begin to fall off. It's a disease that it, it, it mutilates the way that you look and the way that people look at you. And the only way that this disease could be healed was through divine intervention. It had to be something, something miraculous. It was so divine that you had to show yourself to the priest to say, see, it's a miracle. And the priest had to say, yep, that's a miracle. 
That's a miracle. You have been healed of that. But it's amazing that today, this man was forced into isolation, but today we desire that isolation. You know, listen, hey, I, I love the live streams. I love it. I, I, we, we use it. I think that it, it, it has, it has um, made a way for us to get the gospel out in ways that we haven't before. But can I say something? That mega churches have been live streaming for years, and they don't do what we do. See, see discipleship is about one-on-one human contact. It's about making yourself vulnerable and susceptible to the things that that these people go through in their life. But see, the church world has become so isolated and it's so focused on just the next greatest sermon or the next greatest, uh, you know, tweet or, or, or phrase that a pastor can come up with that we've gotten away from this human contact. The gospel commissions that you and I as believers, we come in human contact. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, verse seven through eight, as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Now listen, I understand that Jesus says to them, go and preach and say the kingdom of heaven, and so preaching is part of it, but the other three or four things that follow have to do with human touch. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Now I want you to think about this. This man that comes to Jesus in Matthew 8, he hasn't been touched in years. He, uh, 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 this, this, this story of Graham Staines, it gave me a whole different perspective. The man that was on the bus when Banaji you know, kicked him off, he was, he was one of the first lepers that that uh, Graham Staines had helped. And uh, um, Graham found him when he was just riding his bike through India, and he noticed this group that had gathered off in the distance, and it looked like a funeral. So he approached it to listen to what they were saying and what was happening. So they were having a funeral for a man who was still living. It was, it was this leper man. And he's watching this funeral. As this funeral procession is going on, the man is standing behind them, behind a tree, and he's saying, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And he grabs this man. He touches him for the first time. This man hasn't been touched in years. He touches him for, this man's children, his parents, his grandparents are having a funeral for him in front of his eyes. And, And a man like Graham Staines comes and touches him. And brings him back to the leper colony. Gives him hope. See that brings a whole new perspective to this man that approaches Jesus. He says Lord if you're willing. You, listen this man possibly hasn't seen his children. Possibly hasn't seen his parents. Or his I Total isolation. Because of, because of this disease. Because of this sickness. The gospel commissions us to have human interaction. And the truth of the matter is, is that the gospel will only spread violently through those who are willing to take risks. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. 
See, what changed this man was the fact that Jesus was less concerned. Now, you got to understand something. Listen, Jesus died a physical death just like we would. So he's susceptible to leprosy just like you and I would be. So touching this man, you know, we read the Bible many times and we think, ah, it's a, you know, it's Jesus touching a leper. You know, he can't get leprosy. Well, he did die. He did bleed. So, so, so could it have been a risk that he was taking for this man that made him different? I want to look secondly at a willingness to touch because the gospel is all about willingness. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Nowhere in the word of God does God force anyone to do anything. Can you say amen? And this is a wonderful thing. We call it free will. And you know, I know a lot of Calvinists, they have problems with free will. <laughs> they, 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 they love to establish that everything's been predetermined. But God placed things in our hands. He gave us free will. And can I tell you something? It's a wonderful thing. And you know why, why free will is so wonderful? Free will is wonderful because it demands what is inside of us. Free will is, is, what, is what, what is in, it tests our heart. It's what's inside of us that comes out, right? Free will in the garden was what was inside Adam. The love of God or the love of this world. Free will is, is it, right, every day it demands who we are on the inside. It demands what we truly desire. When I'm out there and I'm watching these shopping carts, I'm looking around what people are willing to take risks for. They have free will to go into that place to do what, right, that, what they want. And, and it, it, it was showing me what was inside of them. We find this all throughout the word of God. We find the subject of free will. What's inside of us all concerning giving, right? I know we pull offerings. I know we come and, 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 and we preach the word of God, but, but it's free. No one's going to hold a gun to your head at the offering, right? No, no, no. Come on, more. You know, like the old days, crossing the switchblade, you know, kick the, shake the plate in front of you a little. Exodus 35.5 says, Take from among you an offering to the Lord, whoever is of a willing heart. 
Whoever of us, this, listen, this is the heart of God, a willingness. Uh, he wants a willingness of us, uh, a willingness to give, uh, he, uh, a willingness to be involved, right? A willingness to, to, to get involved in things, right? God doesn't demand that we be a part of it, but he, he, he asks of us that we would just be willing. I think of the, 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 the rich young ruler versus the disciples, right? Jesus placed the same decision before all of them. He said, listen, sell everything that you own, get, uh, uh, give it to the poor, come and follow me. He walked away sorrowful. Jesus didn't go and grab him. No, you have no choice. I wasn't asking you, right? You saw, no, and, and he demanded the same thing from the disciples. Hey, drop your nets and follow me. It had to do with a willingness uh, in their heart. Uh, it, it, uh, willingness has to do with loving others. Right here it is that Jesus, uh, 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 you know, he's, he's there. He's, uh, he's at Simon's house. He's eating with one of the Pharisees. Uh, and he's just sitting there enjoying the meal. And all of a sudden a woman comes. She begins to wipe his feet uh, with, with her hair. She begins to cry tears. Uh, and Simon, ah, oh, this girl's a sinner and all. And Jesus says, hold on, I didn't make anyone do anything. I didn't make it. Simon, when you came in, you didn't offer to clean my feet. You didn't offer to do anything. I'm not making anyone do anything. Uh, This woman's doing this because she loves much. You don't. Right? Is that not, is that not what he said? Concerning serving. Jesus, it's a willingness. It's a willingness concerning, right? When, when, When Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, Peter says, no, I don't want any part of this. And Jesus says, you don't have to, but if, if, if you don't have any part of this, you don't have any part in me. It's a willingness. And so the question you ask is, is why wouldn't anyone be willing? Because there's a risk. Because there's a risk. There's a potential risk of what? To get hurt? To get sick? Listen, I, I, I know. I, I understand. You know, I, I, I know a lot of people, and, and, and I'm not talking about in our fellowship, I'm not talking, but, but outside, I know a lot of people, when, when we, I took my kids to Myanmar, they're like, you're, you're insane, you're crazy, your kid, do you know how many diseases, you, I mean, I, I remember lo- looking over the list of the shots we should get, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> um, what is that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yellow fever, typhoid, malaria, the, and you can't live on malaria pills over there. You know, you'll, you'll die of that before you actually get malaria. And it's like, well, I mean, I love my kids. Listen, you know, I know some people could look at that and be like, man, you just hate your kids. No, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. I just love people. And, 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 and here it is that, yeah, there's a, there's a risk. There's a potential to get hurt. There's a potential that things could go wrong. There's a potential that it could fail. There's risks that are involved. It declares a potential loss. How many know that gospel demands losing? Right? When we get saved, we lose our sin. Can you say amen? Right? The gospel, it demands losing. It, it demands losing the past life. It demands, right, drop your nets. Uh, follow me. Throw something away. Get rid of it. But see, this is the nature of our God. Our God's always willing to take risks. And see, when we get saved, some of that, it's supposed to be deposited in you and I. 
right? Romans 5.8 says that while we were yet sinners, like before there was even a promise that anyone would get saved, he said, I'm going to die for them. That's a, that's a risk, right? But he took that risk. And when we give our hearts to Christ, there's a, there's a deposit of that spirit inside of you, you and I. This man, he approaches, he approaches Jesus. He knows the culture. God doesn't make anyone do anything. God does, right? This is the culture. Of, and he, he, he says, Lord, if you're willing. And Jesus says, I'm willing. You know, there's, there's only two things in the Bible that God's not willing. Two things. The Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish. Second Peter 3.9. So God doesn't want anyone to die and go to hell. No one. So that's one thing he's not willing. The second thing that God's not willing, God's not willing if we're not willing. When he talks to the children of Israel about you know, going into the promised land, he presents before them all these promises and all, all these things. He's like, listen, these are yours if you just go inhabit the land. You just do all that I obey, right? You, you have to have a willingness inside of you and I, I'm willing. I'm willing to do this for your life. The truth of the matter is, is that God is always willing to touch our hearts. And that's why he gets involved in our lives. He gets down in the muck and the mire of our decision. He wants to help us. He wants to change us. Listen, as I started this up, this is, this is, this is what made me the way I am. I wasn't always this way. What made me the way I am was that my God was willing to make himself vulnerable, that people were willing to make themselves vulnerable and put themselves at risk for me. You know, as a matter of fact, before I got saved, uh, Mitch, Pastor Collins, he, he had told me, he was working with a guy, this was months before I had gotten saved. He was, you know, preaching to him, going, waking him up in the morning. This guy, he, he, he would drink himself to a stupor. He couldn't even get out of bed. He's trying, and he's putting all this effort, and this guy just, just threw him to the side like trash, left him for dead. Pastor Collins, he told me, he said, you know, uh, he said, I came to a point where I said, God, I'm done helping people. I'm done. It hurts too much. There's too much of a risk. There's too much. And he, he said, but then, he said, you and your wife came into church, and he said, I couldn't not help. I couldn't not get involved. I could, and, and, and it, you know, I thank God that he didn't give up before me. I thank God that he continued to want to take risks for me. See, because God touches us, we can touch others. We should have a desire to touch others. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 26, whose hearts... God had touched. Valiant men went with him whose hearts God had touched. They were willing because God had touched their hearts. And so I want to close with that thought of if you're willing. Why if you're willing? Because of the risk. They may not serve God. They may never get saved. They may never. So the end of the story with Graham Staines, just to, just to, Bring a heavy load. This, this, this first leper that he had helped, this, this man now is old. And so the reporter, he's still digging to try to find out if, if, if Graham Staines had falsely converted people. 
So he finds this old man, pushes him up against the wall, and he says, why, why, why did you become a Christian? Why did you become a Christian? And you know what the, le- so this, this leper, when Graham Staines found him, he was in his 20s. And now he's, he's in his late 70s, almost 80 years old. And he, when he finds him, he grabs him and he says, he says, why did you become a Christian? Did Graham Staines pay you to become a Christian? Because this is what they believe. It's ridiculous. And you know what the man said? I never converted. So here it is that, 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 that this man, Graham, Graham Staines, he's touching, he's putting himself at risk. And, and this, this man, he, he never even converted. But see, there were, there were others that did. There were others that it was for. There were others that he, he did touch. And so a willingness, it's not based on whether they choose to serve God or not. It's just what God has done in our hearts. It's what God has worked inside of you and I. Yes, there's a, there's a potential they may use you. The ten lepers, right? Hey, Jesus, help us, right? They walk away. Only one comes back. You have a potential to get hurt. Graham Staines died in 1999. Him and his young boys, they, they were sleeping in a car outside of a church. They, they had just finished having a church service. A group of Hindu fundamentalists, they came and they set the car on fire. 1999, January of 1999, Graham Staines, his two sons, I, I believe they were eight and ten, lost their lives. But listen, when they, when they come to tell his wife, because his wife's waiting for him to come back, when they come to tell his wife what had happened, she said, I forgive them. Not only did she forgive them, but she stayed in India working at that leper colony for those people. How I many you know that's a willingness to just love, to touch, to be involved in people's lives? And the reality of life is, is that if, if, if we look at this, this is the heart of our God. This, this needs to be the heart of us this morning. A willingness to touch. A willingness to get involved. A willingness to cleanse. Can I tell you that the, the, the thing that this man spoke to, to Jesus, when he came to him, he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. This is the heart cry of the nations of the world. I know they may not say it to you. But can I tell you something? That's what their heart is crying out. If we're willing, if we're willing, we can touch, we can get involved, we can cleanse, we can help their lives. And I know, I know, listen, we've been burned. And some of us, you, 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 we, 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 there, there's, there's all different people here this morning. I'm, I'm closing and, 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 and you're thinking, I was willing. I was willing. Listen, you can be willing again. Some of us here this morning, we're, 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 uh, we're, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm called to preach. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, right? Are you willing? Are you willing to touch? The world doesn't need better preachers. They need people that are willing to touch. That's what the gospel's about. You know, I, I, I tell my guys all the time, I, they, they say, hey, pastor, sit down, write a sermon. Yeah, okay, that's great. You know what? You want to learn how to write a sermon? Let's go on outreach. Let's go on outreach. Because those are the best sermons you'll preach. That's where you're connecting with somebody in their heart. You're, you're, you're literally touching their soul. And that's what the gospel needs today. Some of us, maybe we need to be willing again. And I know, I know it's, 
It's a struggle. But listen, there's always a risk. But we serve a God, you know, he's sovereign. And he knows, and I know there's heartaches, I know there's pains, and it, it, it always demands counting the cost. But can I tell you what? In the end, it's all worth it. It's all for heaven. Can you say amen? That's all I have this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.